0: You're listening to
1: a Rare Drop podcast.
0: Check us out at raredrop.co.
1: Well, hello, everyone. My name is Ricari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you. So visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now.
2: Oh, hello there. Oh, you're looking for a, a Twitch streamer who's bald. Who has a great laugh? Oh, oh, I see. You're looking for Professor Broman, the Twitch streamer. That's right. If you're looking for a fun guy who's bald and has a great laugh and smells great, well, I got I got the I got the streamer for you. Head on over to Twitch.tv forward slash professor broman. He he he's awesome at looter shooters, uh speed running, um, getting shot at in Tarkov. Honestly, any type of content, any type of gaming content you're looking for. You can find it there. Twitch.tv forward slash Professor Broman. You should go there right now. Go there right now. Hit the follow button. Do it.
1: Welcome to episode 73 of Star Wars and Scotch. It is a beautiful morning in Tampa, Florida where Tim and I on this March 2nd. Uh you will hear this later today, but I just wanted to comment that it is a beautiful morning here in Tampa, Florida. I'm so happy that 2nd. you
2: can see the outside from where you are, Kevin. Look with your gorgeous
1: beautiful studio, Tim, with cool lights and all sorts of cool Star Wars toys, <laughs>
2: Tim. Sunday's so 20 Damn. you're like, it's a beautiful day. And I went looking around, I was like, <laughs> It's always a beautiful day. It's always day a beautiful here. day in this garage full of stone I mean, I, and steel. I
1: get to look at palm trees when I record. Yeah, palm how lovely is happy. that, Kevin? <laughs> I love palm trees. As a guy from the northeast, I love palm trees. That's awesome.
2: So, uh, that did you hear like, that?
1: What? What was that? Did you hear that sip? <sniffs> that was uh that was delicious King's Coast coffee.
2: Oh, Oh, are you talking about the King's Coast Coffee where you can go and order your oh. your coffee and then it's roasted by our our head roaster Wayne?
1: Yes, I uh I am down to my last bag of Kuntash that I had to oh, no. uh, make regular coffee with because my coffee is Wait stuck a second.
2: In... Wait, you you drink you drink our espresso blend as like normal I coffee? I usually
1: make espresso out of it, but it's the last bag I have and oh. uh uh, the United States Postal Service is being a
2: dick. Yeah, well, I find series. that very interesting. So, like, people over in the UK, they drink primarily just, like, espresso roast. And yeah, so yeah. that's why I thought that was that was very interesting. That, um, But what I've been doing, speaking of espresso and, and our different blends, I've been using our Bow Breaker, and I've been using mm. it as, I've uh, been making Americanos out of it. So I've really been in this, like, Americano kick where I just pour a shot of espresso and then I do something with it. Um, so lately, and, and Wayne just learned about this, and I've been talking about this for a lot longer than he has. So suck it, Wayne! <laughs> um, I've been taking a shot of espresso, pouring it into a um, like a frother cup that you'd use to like froth milk in, and then you just aerate your espresso with water and ice, and you can add in like little flavors. So I put in a little bit of uh, vanilla extract, some pumpkin spice, and then a dash of sugar-free maple syrup, and then I, uh, I went to town with the frothing wand, and here we are. Love it. Awesome.
1: Well, if you would like to experiment with coffee, you can go over to kingscoastcoffee.com. Order your bags today. If you're in the Long Island area, you should head over to the cafe. It's out there in Bohemia, right by Islip Airport. You can check out the Kings Coast Cafe. Go have a drink. Maybe Wayne, if you ask for Wayne, he'll probably
2: come out and say hello to you. Please don't steal Uh, our artwork in the bathrooms, though.
1: Yes, we we had someone steal the art in the
2: bathroom. Yeah, guys. Okay. As much as I, I love that you guys love Kings Coast, please don't take our stuff with you home especially if unless it's, it's the a bathroom. cup of coffee yeah you could take the coffee with you but that's the only thing you're allowed to do and you have to buy it yes please please don't please. walk out of it and say Tim said I could because then I'm going to hear about it
1: yeah if you're in the Long Island area too you can also order online and pick up at the, at the cafe so you could kill two birds with one stone and uh, not have to deal with uh, UPS or uh, FedEx or uh, uh, USPS Anyways,
2: so, this isn't a yeah. coffee podcast this is a goddamn Star Wars podcast but head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com Kevin Yep. One other thing before we do that
1: is they should go to GCX slash tickets and grab their tickets for GCX. There's going to be plenty of Star Wars stuff going on this year. Um, you know, the Star Wars and Scotch panel will be back. Formerly yeah. named the Star Wars panel. It's the Star Wars and Scotch panel because, I mean, Tim will and I we run the event. have Scotch on the panel? Uh, yes.
2: I mean, I usually do my ties during GCX. Yeah, I know we do. Or I'm just screwdrivers. Like saying, we just like do like a we should do okay all right so this is how we justify cuz usually we do my ties in the afternoon because it's weird to have whiskey at noon what if we what if we just like did like an evening one like later in we, the afternoon
1: we could i could i could get with paul and check on the schedule but whiskey in the afternoon at gcx is not as uncommon as you think for me uh it's it's it helps me get through the day if you don't <laughs> think i have a bottle stashed <laughs> in the back Uh, In our office uh, on site uh, You're crazy so yeah it wouldn't really Matter to me one way or another Perfect. Um, But yeah gcxevent.com Slash tickets I promise you there's going to be some cool Star Wars stuff some personalities from the Star Wars Community that you all know Very well Mark Hamill uh, That have never been to GCX Okay Mark Hamill repeatedly Likes because people Tweeted him every Every single Year year to come and he always likes The tweet so I'm just Waiting for the moment come on, Mark. that he finally goes, yeah, I'll join you. Because he is the one of the the, the nicest people. And once there's a so. charity involved, he jumps on. That man understands his responsibility to society. And it's incredible to see. Um, and I did just
2: get fooled on social media. I was about to say, if you are a Luca like and you want to come to GCX, just let us know that you aren't actually Mark Hamill. Because then Kevin's going to freak out. This is going to be a whole thing.
1: Yeah, I'll take pictures with you and stuff and and whatnot. But uh, for um, uh, 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 Luca-like purposes, we are encouraging (laughs) cosplay heavily this year uh so if you want to wear your star wars cosplay you want to be a stormtrooper death trooper uh you know imperial yeah, I'm officer bringing my
2: mandalorian gear if it's if it's done by then
1: yeah whatever works uh come on down bring your star wars stuff cosplay even if it's not star wars you want to be you know someone from league of legends or uh or yes. whatever come on down enjoy the show it's it's we're gonna celebrate nerd culture big time this year after two years of not being able to do it in person <laughs> anyway star wars. star wars um tim yes from the direct.com, the Bad Batch season two receives disappointing release update.
2: No. Yeah. Kevin.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't just hit me with that at the beginning of the show. Season okay. two of Bad Batch was given a 2022 oh. date, with many assuming a spring release for the series. Well, despite this assumption, it looks as though the animated series could be slipping later into the year. What happened? Uh, I don't know. Just uh, just rumors that I
2: honestly forgot that that was even a possibility that we could get another Star Wars show like in the spring. Yeah, the project was previously listed with
1: spring 2022 release windows everywhere. That tag has been removed and replaced with a coming soon label and no specific release timing stated.
2: I wonder if it's because Bad Batch wasn't received as well and all of the live action stuff has been received very, very well and so they just think that it's better off to put their budget <laughs> elsewhere, perhaps?
1: Do you think it's fair, though, to compare an animated series to a live-action series?
2: Uh, I'm not sure, but, I mean, like, look at... It's funny, I always try... I I, I find myself gauging the... I find myself gauging how well an episode does by its response to fans on Twitter. And so it's like, it was weird going through all of, like, Mando... Season one and season two, and people on Twitter were just freaking out. We went through, we went through, um, heck even like WandaVision and a a lot of these, point is a lot of these live action action shows I think have been received very well. I don't think I saw anyone talk about other than you and I talking about and and like the normal Star Wars people, like, you know, Star Wars, all those people, but like the normal, like just people who are just kind of like the the fly by night kind of Star Wars people are like, I like Star Wars because lightsabers and force is cool um like i never saw any of them talking about bad batch and i think bad batch goes back to it being very niche um a lot like clone wars or rebels so i think that's i think that's a big part of it at least in my in my mind do you well let me ask you this question and i know the answer on my side
1: your wife amy yes would she watch mandalorian or book of boba fett with you
2: if i asked her to
1: yes would Um, she watch bad batch no there you go no she'd get bored my wife is exactly the same. She's up to episode. Uh, we're we're at episode five, so she's about to see Din and, and and Grogu and stuff. So she'll she'll be over the moon for that part. Um, but if I asked her to sit down and watch Bad Batch, she would look at me funny and be like, yeah, it's, "Are you serious? That's a you think." But but my wife was watching Visions over my shoulder, and and some of the stuff she was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Well, Visions um, is,
2: Visions is fun.
1: Yeah. So that would be the exception to rule. But overall, I believe and I'm not saying this as like a woman thing or anything. I'm saying this as the casual Star Wars fan doesn't really dive into animated, doesn't dive into comics, doesn't dive into books.
2: You're right. Amy is, in my eyes, a very, very casual Star Wars fan. She understands the overarching uh, overarching story of Star Wars. She understands like who the good guys, the bad guys are like she knows that because of me and like going and like being a part of like this world um but outside of that no idea which is like that is th- but that is who your stereotypical like star wars fan like that's who disney is targeting right like look at you know heck evil, we'll talk about this later but the 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 halcyon star cruiser like that is in my mind that is targeted at casual star wars fans who want to live that like larping star wars experience it's it's, it's the same as batu batu kind of gives you that same idea where it's like if you're super nerdy at star Wars, they have those little pieces for you, like hidden away in the dark areas that no one travels to, which is so weird to me. Like they don't throw it out in the forefront of the park. All of the fun little stuff is hidden away in Easter eggs. Um, but for like the casual fan, as soon as they walk into that part of the park, they're just, Oh, star Wars. So sick. So,
1: yeah. And, and it makes sense that there were obviously there's the hardcore content versus the casual content. Um, I wouldn't say it has anything to do with budget restraints. I would say it would more have to do with um, production. Uh, You know, again, we're still coming out of COVID. These shows take years to make. So there's probably issues on that side of the fence. Um, The original intent may have been to maybe it didn't perform as well as Clone Wars. I, I that I would understand uh, and they didn't want it to be a part of the celebration stuff because anything that comes out in the spring for Star Wars is usually somehow yeah. tied to celebration,
2: just like right. Obi Wan is. Um, I think what they'll do is that they'll they'll get. I think celebration is going to be really heavy for trailers on upcoming shows, and I think they're going to do like what they did what was like two or three years ago for celebration. The last time we got celebration, they showed off like the last they showed off like the first like two or three episodes of yeah. um, Bad Batch. So maybe maybe that's maybe we'll just get the first episode from uh, of Bad Batch at Celebration. That would be interesting. It, I mean, like, I, honestly, it's not like it's not unheard of. They've done it before. I think they showed off. They showed off one of the later rebel seasons. I think they showed off one of the first episodes in Orlando. If I remember correctly, the last time that the celebrations at Orlando, I missed that panel because it was like the line for the rebels panel was dumb isn't that the one
0: hours?
1: isn't that the one where they showed the the season they never finished or part of it well that
2: but that was what turned into bad batch
1: right 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 right
2: right right yeah so like that's i think that's the last time they ever like showed something early off like that was at was at the orlando celebration which was cool that was that was really fun that was my last celebration that i went to that was really fun because um that was when they showed off battlefront 2 yeah was Battlefront Two gameplay, and I got invited to go over there, so I just drove over for the day. That was neat. Oh, Kevin, you've ever been to Celebration? Nope. Next year, oh, bud. We're Kevin, gonna try and a, go this there's year. There's a full. There's a there's a guy, <coughs> one of the one of the one of the booths, and he brings a full size Rancor, but from like torso, yeah, I've like, seen from it. like torso up, and then like, you can get in the hand and stuff. He goes like he was at Anaheim, and then I saw him again in Orlando. I was like, oh, this isn't just like a one off thing. It's like this guy goes to all of them. How um, we, they've how got we get him um, to GCX. I'd have to have to get his information, I guess. Does anyone
1: know who the Rancor guy is? Can they tweet it? Yeah, at us does or send anyone know message? the Rancor
2: guy or the ATST guy? Okay, so Kevin, there's an ATST um uh forest Moon of Endor shield generator sh- ju- the shield generator area. Mm-hmm. There was a one-to-one of that. Which I thought was really cool. Like the doors and stuff he had like built, and then there was an ATST that was there. It was so cool.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I would I would uh I would 100% be down to having those folks at, at GCX. So if anyone knows them, please, 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 yeah, please let us know. Especially me. Yeah. You don't have to bother Tim with them. Just hit me with this one. Um, You
2: can bother me. Well, you're busy. I'll just like, give you to Kevin. I mean, like, you bother me. I'm like, Kevin, take care of this. Fix. What I don't want to happen is them to go <laughs> in your chat and be like, <laughs> Tim, Tim.
1: <laughs> Tim, I know the right court guy. Tim.
2: Yeah, right. And I miss out on it because I'm playing Elden Rings and yeah, yelling at like, my screen. Go through a more formal approach <laughs> to make this happen, and then you know, if
1: if you hook it up, we'll throw you some GCX uh, swag or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. cool. Well, uh, uh I want to go to celebration next year. Uh, obviously, again, this year wasn't ideal for us. Tight,
2: but I agree. I yeah, go next next year, year for
1: sure. So, and everything yeah. hopefully should be. In a relatively good place next year as well. But back to Bad Batch. So yeah, I, I again, it was probably based on production more than anything, and maybe they will drop the episode at, at Celebration and be like, first episode's out now. Go to Disney Plus. We're gonna watch it here in the theater mm-hmm. or something like that."
2: I I think I think we're gonna get some some really cool Disney Plus stuff out of Star Wars Celebration. I think it would be silly for them not to, mm-hmm. um, especially with Celebration being what we didn't get it last year, and we didn't get we didn't get it the year before that either. Right so 2022 it's been two years since we've got a big celebration announcements or like showcases it's going to be video game and disney plus heavy i think is what is going to be coming out of celebration Disney
1: plus is also the initiative company wide right now uh yes so i would expect star wars marvel all the ips to uh stay on course with that do you
2: think we're gonna get do you think we're gonna get like just like a disney portion to that or do you think they're gonna save that for d23 I think they'll, like you said, I think
1: it's gonna be very trailer heavy. They'll might say something's available now on Disney plus. Um, but I think for star Wars, because it's its own monster, they'll do that. But I, they'll always have stuff for D 23 as well. Like D 23 could be when they announce Mandalorian
2: dates. Yeah. It's September 9th. That week. Uh, this year. Is that Orlando or LA this year? No, no, no. This is, I think it's going to be in, in, uh, Anaheim. Do you want to go to that? I mean, I'd be sick. I've never been to D23. I've always wanted to go. We could do. I love I love Disney's. (laughs) We could do we could do Kings
1: Coast anniversary and then pop over to L.A. and then come home.
2: Oh, man. They're cheap, too. (laughs) The tickets are fairly inexpensive. Oh, man. We don't know anyone. They're They're 90 bucks if you want to go. But we don't know anyone. I mean, we might know somebody. I don't know. But the exclusive D23 Expo Ultimate Fan Bundle. Okay, hold on. This is can we 100 get, bucks, Kevin. Can we get Can we get press passes, though? I'm, I'm sure we could. Yeah, I'm sure we could file for press. I'm just saying, like, the $100 one, you get, like, listen to this, Kevin. You get a lanyard. I think we should go. You get a shirt, a bottle, and a T-shirt. I think we should go. That doesn't bump <laughs> up against anything we're working on no, this year. No, we should go. I agree. I, I think we, D23 would be really fine. I
1: think, I, I'm I'm going to look into that.
2: Yeah, it's at, it's at the Anaheim Convention Center, which is where they do um, celebration. I, so it's right across the street from Disneyland. Then we can go to Disneyland, <laughs> which I've done. I mean, that was I've the driving motivation did, behind all of this. I did that one year. I did. We walked. We stayed at the hotel. There's a there's a cute hotel that is across the street from Disneyland right next to the, right next to the Anaheim Resort or um Convention Center. It's like this. this really fun resort. Anyways. Um, we did we did celebration, and then we just walked across the street to Disneyland. Like it was the coolest thing ever, because then you just like walk right into like what their um like their downtown Disney is essentially, like their Disney Springs, which is essentially like how Universal Studios built out like their entrance where you go down um, Hollywood St- or like the, the this, that that strip of stores and stuff. Then you go left or right to go to Universal Studios or Island Adventure. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like how um, Disneyland is set up. Like Giradelli Lego Store, you walk through all that, and you make the decision: Do I go right to the Magic Kingdom, or do I go left to California Adventure? And like, it's so cool. It's just such a neat little little amusement park because it's so different from Orlando. Like, it does. It feels like you, like if you were to take Universal Studios, and and put that up against the um, Disney World as it is now in Orlando, it's wild. I am. Um, I haven't been there in.
1: I think it was a teenager the last time I was there. Yeah, so much fun. Probably. I. I just. I, I, I want to go. It's see funny. The Marvel I'm stuff. wearing
2: my. I'm wearing my happiest place on earth T-shirt right now. I wore my uh, Walt,
1: the old retro <laughs> Walt Disney World shirt to work <laughs> yeah, last
2: week. Yeah, I'm wearing the retro uh, uh, Magic Kingdom T-shirt. They, I just want to see the Marvel stuff. Yeah,
1: that's really my driving motivation behind all of this. But yeah, we should go to D23 and uh, uh, cover that because there will be Star Wars stuff there. There always is. Um yeah yeah we're gonna do that but anyway back to celebration um yeah we'll be speculating about celebration over the next few months so so uh we got a lot of guests coming up too so we can do some speculation with them um we've as we got sawyerism coming back next week right
2: Yes, we do. Yeah, we're gonna, that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a in
1: person. Yeah, she she is a fiery ball of energy and I can't wait to bring Darth Nihilus up with her again, make her angry cuz uh, I just I get a kick out of it when she gets mad about that. And she just shit talks Darth Nihilus on TikTok like nobody's business. Uh uh yeah, so we're going to have uh, sawyerism in uh, in studio next week and then uh, yeah, we yeah, got tons of guests. We've been reaching out to a bunch of folks in the larger Star Wars community, really trying to get to know more people there and just uh, you know introduce you ourselves. Know, speaking of
2: speaking of Star Wars community, Kevin, yeah, um, there's a massive one on TikTok. I, I've yeah. I've got caught up in the the Star Wars talk algorithm, and boy, from how your thirst trap video. Well, no, <laughs> it's actually it came from. Where did it come from? It came from lightsabers. I think it was like, I was looking at like other, oh yeah, it was like lightsaber no hacks. So people, people are like, you know, making Neo pixels or like they were like hacking the other, uh, the, the, um, the Disney uh, Kyber crystals to change their colors and everything. So like, and then that's what started it. And then I just got put down Star Wars TikTok and it's actually some really good stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. The cosplay really stuff is amazing. That. It's better than like other places to go for, for Star Wars content. I think like I even found Alex Alex showed up in one of his, just one of his videos just showed up at TikTok. I was like, this is so much better than trying to find it through YouTube.
1: <laughs> I saw someone do a Durge cosplay. play. Uh, Durge was from the original uh, Tartakovsky Clone Wars cartoon. Okay. Uh, he is a canon villain still, but... Um, yeah, I saw someone do a dirge cosplay and I almost crapped my pants with how good it was. My God. And some of those people just the talent again with cosplay. <laughs> is ridiculous. But yeah, my uh my oldest daughter loves the like the lightsaber um the trick videos where they do all the stunts and stuff, they turn the lights out and it's literally just you see the lightsaber and flashes of their uh, body. Yeah. She yes.
2: loves those videos. She sends them to That's me all cool. the time. If you guys have any awesome uh Star Wars TikTok content creators. Uh, let us know, please send a tweet over to uh, Kevin X Vision, Darkness Forty Nine, and Star Wars Scotch. Those are the three, uh, or and, and also at Rare Drop, you can tweet at Rare Drops and yeah, Nate, Rare you Drop know, code you yep. say hi to Nate. You know, you can uh, go in the Discord
1: and tag me if you want in the Star Wars and be like, Kevin, well, I want this person on the show because we we have we have a, a few months here where uh, you know we're just going to be looking at comics, High Republic stuff. And you know, before Obi-Wan and we would love to invite more people onto the show. So if there's people you you are like, Yeah, you gotta have this person on, uh, we'll either say, Hey, they're already booked, or uh we'll we'll reach out and uh get them on. We've I think we reached out to ten people and eight already responded and said yes to coming on. So hot damn, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. I keep saying this. It's yep. a great time.
2: Yeah, and even though like as far as like content goes, like we've got we've got the comics. Um, we've got a book or two, uh, I'm going back and now that high Republic is done for right now, I'm going back and finishing up Thrawn, which is great. Um, finally get to finish up ascendancy. Um, but for now, I think like for me personally, like where my brain has been, as far as star Wars content goes, has been just kind of theory crafting on Obi-Wan. So I would love to do that. Um, with you at some point, Kevin. Before we get into the actual, we should show. be asking the guests. Like, what start, do you think? Um, yeah, well, th- think that's what I'm saying. Is, like, what I would go. like to frame this up for the next couple of weeks is really start to think about um, Obi Wan and his time on Tatooine and what's going on there. Because I want what I want to do is I want to start looking at like what other material that isn't canon, right? And see like what was really going on and see if they start pulling from any of that and see if we can start kind of like painting this picture to kind of like lay it up before we we get in there.
1: No, I'm down. I think asking Sick. guests what they're expecting out of Obi-Wan, um, you know, and following up with them on what they thought of Boba Fett and like a lot of the stuff we've been covering, you're gonna get some wild and crazy answers that'll lead to uh, uh some fun conversations. So
2: I just like being right, so I can't wait to be like, <laughs> ha, ha, ha ha, told you guys, look. But most of the are. time it's ha, ha, I was wrong.
1: No, we're we're right a lot. A lot of the time we're spot on. We're right a lot. Um Speaking of comics, Mando's getting his own comic in
2: June. Uh, I'm actually really excited to do it. So you had me do some homework. Yeah, you had me go back and read comics, and I forgot how much fun it is to just like lay in bed and, and have read my a phone comic open. because the way that Marvel does their comic book app, they do. You don't have to like super zoom in and like try to find the font bubble that is that that lines up correctly or that like it, it it the way that they animate the actual. Storytelling within the comic book is great because it moves you from one little section to the next on the page. And these are all high res images. These are like four or 8K images. So you can get like really, really close in on these images. They don't pixelate or anything. Um, and the app animates the whole thing for you. So all you do is you just swipe right and it just takes you to the next scene, next scene, next scene, next scene, and you're done. 10, 15 minutes per episode. It's great. Um, So you
1: checked out, so we, Tim and I, last year sometime we read one through five of high republic uh comics on marvel side not the idw side and uh we picking up where we left off with uh issues six and seven we're not gonna go frame by frame and read them uh like we did last time it's not a live show anymore it just doesn't make sense so i really just wanted to get tim's two cents on what he thought of them i had read them a while back um i did a quick skim of them this morning um i'm really curious you know the comics obviously take on a much darker tone than the, than some of the stuff that happens in live action and the books. Um, this is filling in the blanks. Like where was Avar during yeah. all of the stuff we read in the books, uh, and skier and Kent, Kenneth, is that her name? Kenner? Ken, Kenneth,
2: they just, they just kept calling Keeve, her. Jedi. Keeve, 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 Keeve. And then they called her Jedi a lot too. And I was
1: just like, yeah, so this kind of set th- this comics leads us at the doorstep of Fallen Star, which obviously we know Starlight yes. beacon's gonna get yeah, destroyed. Yeah, it was kind
2: of weird to go back because I was just like, "Wait, oh, this person's dead." Okay, hold on, wait, that's right, we went back.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's got that. What's that Jedi's name? Who's in the suit? And he's just like an ethereal, like gas being.
2: Oh, uh huh.
1: Starts with an O. Um, but uh, yeah, he's in this, and yeah, there's just some it's, cool, cool stuff in
2: here that. Um, I keep on forgetting that there's a snake race in, or there's multiple snake races in Star Wars. And so like whenever I see like a snake or like a slug type creature, then I'm just like, ah!
1: What did you think of... Obviously, we, where we left off with Skier's crazy, um, sure, uh, yeah. arm. What did you think of the Great Progenitor, the the oh, Drangantic Yeah,
2: dude. So it's essentially like the Queen, right? Or like the main, the like uh, if you think about it from the Borg, like Star Trek fans out there, it's kind of like the 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 Borg Queen. Um, right. This thing is like this is where all all life stems from from this one thing, and it was crazy that that. Um, skiers, skiers, uh, old Padawan had to essentially infect herself, um, to, to get the, uh, the information as to where this progenesis is located. Uh, the drain gear are wild. dude. I want to learn more about this progenesis thing. Cause I want to know like what makes this thing tick because it just, there's no way to kill the drain gear. Um, as you, as you saw with Avar and, and her, her hut friend, they were, um, they were unable to really do anything. They'd cut them down. They'd come right back. Uh, cut off one head, two more return, um, and so like knowing that they have to go to the source of of this thing on a planet they've never heard of before. I thought that was so cool, um, and now they're going out into they're going out into wild space, which is really interesting to me because we are now again leaving the 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 galaxy far far away that we've all come to know and love, um, and they're really starting to write these stories outside the galaxy again. Let's look at Thrawn and the Ascendancy right out in the chaos and we've got all these entities that are now starting to be constructed based off of the ascendancy series we have all of these new races now and all of these new um political issues and everything going on within there now we're going off into wild space which we really haven't talked about that much either um which i think is really really interesting so to go to a planet out in wild space we've never been to before to fight an enemy that we don't know much about um, like that quickly made me like, enjoy the high Republic again, because it, it, it's again, it's so frustrating with star Wars at times when it's all fragmented and, and all of the information you're looking for is scattered across multiple mediums of, 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 of storytelling, but God damn it. When you, when you really capture it all and you piece it together in this awkward puzzle, it really does paint a very, very pretty picture. And I think that's what... And they've they've done a really good job because, like, it was really awkward to go from one book to the next and you have this massive change in power of, like, Avar's no longer in control of Starlight Beacon. You're like, well, what the hell happened? And the only way you knew what would happen is if you either read the Lorna D book or you read the comics. Right. But now knowing what she's doing, you're like, oh, this makes so much more sense. And, of course, the Jedi Council does what the Jedi Council does and it fucks over the people trying to do their best.
1: I, uh, uh, when Keeve gets infected, her eyes... Went that like when they turn to like starlight, you remember that 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 yeah uh, we,
2: yeah yeah the, the the roots are going through her nose and stuff.
1: So that reminds me of Rodian eyes, doesn't it? Oh, I don't. The a Rodian, any Rodian, uh, the race. like when their eyes go black and stuff. No, they just have eyes with all
2: sorts like of just- stars and specks in them. I just never really paid attention to a Rodian's eyes. <laughs> if you go to uh, Galactic whenever, whenever, Star Cruiser, you can meet one. Kevin, whenever I've watched Greedo's, you know, life leave his his <laughs> eyes, it's just dark, you know, and smoke. So th-
1: the best part of issue six to me is Skier ripping off his string gear arm himself. Yeah, so
2: he so he did that in while he was not in control of his body. He did that in the vision of them being connected to the progenesis. So yeah, he had to like, like that was some crazy force stuff that he was able to do that in a dream and then also do it in real life, right. which I thought was really cool. Because he's he's just yes, yeah, years a really cool. He's a very very cool Jedi. Um, I mean he's he's trans. He, Trandoshan. Say it right. I said it right. He's Trandoshan. Um, and I just we we don't get to see a lot of Trandoshan Um, in let's say let's, let's use uh book of Boba Fett for example. Trandoshans, they are definitely showcased in a way that they were showcased in the original Star Wars. I think where they just like the way where they are physically portrayed in real life, they don't look as menacing as I would uh, I would hope for them to look. And I feel like Skier, the way that he's drawn and the way that he's represented, and the way that he just just acts, um, that's a Trandoshan for me. Um, you know, Bosk, like that's a Trandoshan. Um, The ones that you see from from uh, Rebels or even Clone Wars like those those guys like those remind me of like what you would assume like a a lizard, a lizard hunter (laughs) character would would act like. And the ones that we see in Book of Boba Fett, those are like they are more uh, civilian like they're not really hunters. They're kind of just like they're just lizard people just if anything, Kevin, they remind me of the lizard race in um, Elder Scrolls. That is, that is like the way that they behave and whatnot reminds me a lot of, of that lizard race. God, that just can't think of their name, but that, that is how the Trandoshan in Book of Boba Fett and in Mandalorian expansion. behave. Argonians, my God, that bothered there we me. Go. I knew you would know. I couldn't remember, but don't, don't they kind of remind you of that in a sense where they seem more yeah, docile, I mean they seem more relaxed. And, and so like, I want to see, I want to see more, more Trandoshans like skier. That's where I wanna go.
1: Yeah. And again, again, you're fleshing out a culture uh that you know you're rebuilding from legends to now. Right. So they're always yeah. gonna have part of the race that is one way and then part, you know, it's just like Mandalorians. Uh, yeah, but
2: skier has this it's not even just like the way they project themselves. It's Ethan's look, Kevin. He's massive. He's got like these rippling muscles, and he's he's taller than everybody else. He just he looks intimidating. Even his face is different. He's got like almost like a like a lizard bulldog face.
1: Funny, uh, funny Trandoshan story. We were watching. I was watching Book of Boba Fett with Danielle and Hunter, and um, <clears throat> when uh, Chris Santon has the Trandoshan in in um, the casino, yeah, and he's got him up, and I was like, yeah. Hunter. Remember what what uh, Han said to Luke on the Millennium Falcon? He goes, "No, what?" I go, "You know, don't lose <laughs> or it'll rip your, rip your arm off." Let the Wookiee win rip your arm off. He goes, "Oh yeah!" And then he rips the arm off. Hunter goes, "Man, that must have hurt." And I'm like, "Don't worry, it'll grow back." <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, it grows back?" And Danielle's like, yeah, just like the lizards outside, you know, if you pull off their tail or something, the tail just grows oh, back. God, He's I like, your kid's gonna be pulling off tails. They do it anyway. At some point, you have <laughs> okay. to learn that as part of like the passage of living in Florida as a child. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. So, uh, in the next issue, um, you know, the the I wanted to know because the uh, the thing that popped out at me in the next issue was so Keith goes into that meditative trance. And like encounters that ancient Sith in her trance, do you remember that part? mm-hmm the, supposedly, from what I've read, those are the sith that locked away the drain gear back <gasps> in the day.
2: Oh, that would explain the red skin
1: right. I wanted to know what oh. you thought of that.
2: Oh, I thought it was just a vision. <laughs> well, she's seeing a vision oh. of something. I know but it's always the same guy. I did honestly, like it didn't it didn't click last night. I was just like, I took that as just a part of the infection. I was like, oh, this is just her mind. Oh, do you think that they're also trapped in that like that weird?
1: So there's one
2: frame infection I think it's-
1: state. I
2: think it's on page four,
1: where those four idols that they say were the bindings to the ones uh-huh. they brought back to the temple and stuff. That, and then if you look in, in there's a few of them there. But if you look, there's a crowd of hooded figures. Yeah. So they could be part of, you know, one of the oh, Sith cults. Oh,
2: this would be. Oh,
1: this, and that, is that's this why he get says tied this, into
2: acolyte. Ah!
1: Yeah. Well, maybe, but he says that's why he says the circle shall be forever. Yeah. You know, meaning they're binding the drangir because th- if the drangir were too dangerous for the Sith to handle. Yeah. Come mm-hmm. on, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and then it was just cool to see more um Nihil later in the episode. Some of the some of the alien races that are Nihil look so silly and it's that's so
2: funny, dumb, right? <laughs> but they're Nihil, so but they're also, I feel like there's there's definitely alien races that we haven't seen before. Oh, uh, Star
1: Wars is still introducing new ones. I love that, I think that's so cool. I mean, if the galaxy is as big as it's, as it's gonna be, then um. Yeah. Like bring more in. Especially if we're gonna explore the beyond the red line out in the chaos and you know, all these new things. We we said a few weeks ago that the hint was dropped that, you know, the grisk are not the Yuzong Vong and that the Yuzong Vong might still be out there. Dude, Disney knowing Cannon. that you've
2: got the Grisk and the Yuzong Vong, that's terrifying. Freaking
1: awesome. Well, you need that. You need that. It can't always be the Sith versus the Jedi. You need more enemies, you know.
2: And then you also have and then you also have um I'm not sure how this is going to tie in with with the Chiss and the ascendancy and Thrawn but Thrawn is also fighting another ally, uh, fighting another enemy out in in the uh, the chaos right now. This is all pre uh pre-Vader, pre Vader, pre pre Empire, it's still like Clone Wars time. But um it's kind of like where we're where we're at right now is like he's also fighting another another uh, uh like collective enemy. It kind of reminds me of the Nihil in a sense where like Yves the Benevolent would um he he went out and he like just like enslaved a bunch of different races and, and and that's kind of the vibe that i'm getting for star wars as of late is that we're get we're we end up in these power struggles of like one entity coming in and then going out and just like enslaving a bunch of low lower life entities or like just like less powerful entities and then just kind of like absorbing them into their um uh, I don't even know what syndicates or like what however whatever type of word you want to use to describe that type of crime organization um but that seems to be kind of like the vibe for Star Wars as of late is like we'll go in and like you you'll you'll have one really really strong person and then they will then go and grab a bunch of like lower powered people and then send them out and and do all of their 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 nasty work for them like look at Mar- Markon right now like Markon's using robots and then he's using his his uh his storms as uh as cannon fodder essentially good old
1: good old Markion, Markion row dude all right let's jump into it to round out the episode because this is probably going to be the biggest thing we talk about today all of the reviews for the galactic star cruiser at disney are out Tim and yeah. I have poured through them because they all released about an hour after we finished recording last week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kevin, is the way. Kevin, real quick,
2: before we, we move on to this part, Kevin, we have to talk, since we we're talking about High Republic, we mm-hmm. need to talk about Phase 2 being a prequel. Yeah, it's about 150 years in the past. They announced that in January, though. Okay, I just want to make sure because we, because I don't, because everyone kept tweeting at them that to me last week and it seemed like it was new news. So I just wanted to make sure that No, a that we couple didn't of those articles,
1: that. a couple of those articles were from January. We covered it in January, actually. Did we? Okay, cool. Yeah, phase two uh, uh, will be 150 years in the past. So Yoda still alive. Um, and he's very much in this Midnight Horizon book, by
2: the way, uh, which is, it's okay. See, I meant to ask you about that too. How do you like? You, you keep on saying it's kind of eh. How, have you gotten to a point where you're no, like, I'm "This is awesome."
1: On, I'm still on the eh. Yoda being in it, their flashbacks. It's not current Yoda. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, is is cool. Um, but it's still very eh. Yeah, okay. I feel like it's a downgrade for Comac and Wreath from their previous book. Mm, I see. Like their first adventure on the Maxine Station, which was at the the Rising, or what was that one? The Rising what? Dark or whatever it was. I can't remember uh, the name yeah, of it. Yeah, Into the Dark or Yeah, yes. that one. Um mm-hmm. that one was fa was I think that might be my favorite book so far of the High Republic. Yeah. Um and then this one, it kind of like it's a much less important mission and I understand they're Jedi and their job is their job, but it just feels like a downgrade from these people that like had one of the most important missions in all of the High Republic to go and be a part of this, which does it have significance for the whole galaxy? Yeah. Does it feel like that's the case? Mm, eh, not really. So, you know, it is what it is. That's kind of how yeah. I feel. It's I'm gonna finish it. I only have two hours left, but it's it was definitely not what I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be this this huge adventure, and it kind of just it's very uh centric to Corellia. Yeah. Leave it at that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Galactic Star Cruiser. So all the reviews came, started pouring out. Tim and I have been watching and sharing TikToks and so YouTube TikTok, videos yes. and articles, uh, so I think we have a pretty good idea of what Galactic Star Cruiser is at this point. Without going, and Tim and I have both said numerous times, from the first day when I got the email where I tried to register and I couldn't get in touch with mm-hmm. anyone, and I'm kind of thankful I didn't know. Yeah. Um, to us being like, all right, we're gonna wait and see. To now we have more information. So. Obviously, there's tons of glowing reviews about Galactic Star Cruiser, but one of the points that we both pointed out was, you know, a lot of these people got to go for free. Yeah. And that can tip the pendulum one way, you know, so Tim and I are going to look at this as your regular ass family trying to take them to do it, or even just go as a couple or go as friends.
2: We got to so stop going to things as couples, Kevin, people are really <laughs> going to start thinking that you and I are a couple. I like Same. everyone at the gym. Everyone at the gym, everyone in this podcast is now thinking, cause you said, we're going as a couple. So here we are. Yeah. Then like, your wife's going to have dreams about us making out again. And it's just going to be yeah, terrible. Just like you got married again this, this weekend.
1: <laughs> I wasn't even invited. Um, <laughs> so, we're gonna look at it from that lens because I feel like that's the practical lens, and that's what most of the people listening to this show and so, who encounter the show, that's the boat they're in. So that's the yeah. lens we're looking at. Yes. So let's dive in. Tim. Yes. Do you want to start with the cons or the pros?
2: Um, you know what, Kevin? Let's be let's be some positive Persies and let's talk about the pros. All right, we'll end with the negativity.
1: Let's do Perfect. it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so for me one of the biggest pros and I and again you had comments before that we started the show and I'd love you to dive further in yeah, is for sure. the interactive element of what it is it is truly truly an immersive experience from the standpoint of the staff um from you know it, it people were like oh here's the Disney Star Cruiser maintenance uniforms but you don't see those people really like they went above and beyond to make this a LARP experience. Again, I'm not talking about the price tag. I'm talking about it specifically from the immersion standpoint. So there's tons of interaction with actors and actresses that are playing out characters. There's a Rodian on the ship
2: that blew my damn mind. So she seems to be the only alien that I've seen so far that is not humanoid um that right. is actually like full on animatronic like she she speaks rodian um does not speak english so it's just like all of the other characters that you would find in bot 2 at disney where like let's use the first order stormtroopers for example like those are all pre-recorded um voice lines that they have access to on their gloves or like on their on their gun you'll mm-hmm. see them move their fingers and stuff to answer questions yeah or to say things um, so it's that same idea, but she is, she's gorgeous. Like the, the hat, the, or the, the, the head, the dress, um, her jewelry, like she looks real as real as real could be. So what we've seen
1: is the Rodian. We've seen a ton of Twi'leks. Lots of Twi'leks. There's Togruta's Chewbacca's I not on there. Seen a,
2: I haven't seen a Togruta. There's three or four pictures of Togruta's. Interesting.
1: Uh, I'll see if I can find one for you now. Um, you said Chewbacca's there. Chewbacca's part of the story on the ship, so Chewbacca's there. Well, because there's there. a
2: there is a love story between Ray and uh, uh Ben at some point, which I, I don't know how I feel weird. about that. I don't like that.
1: Um, I'll reserve it for whenever I end up going, uh, which I'm hoping is like
2: Florida resident <laughs> discount time. <laughs> this also this also shows that they are expecting their guests to probably do this once. Like yeah, for them, to, for them to for them to unless they're going to like have this like ever changing story that they'll do. But I mean, like if they're if they're if they're putting in like you can't like I don't I feel like everything else in this in in this world is locked in time. It's stuck there. You can't really you can't really do much now because you've you've said no, this takes place between episodes seven and nine and or between episodes eight, and nine, excuse me and um that's where you are so like do you kevin do you think that let's use the halcyon star cruiser and and storytelling for example um this whole love story between ray and ben uh because you've locked yourself in time and essentially frozen yourself like do you think that's bad overall longevity for this or because you think that uh you're only going to go once because of price point uh do you think they they just they assume you only go once and that's it? And so you don't need to see this multiple times? There's two answers to that.
1: One is that it's connected to Batu. Correct. Batu is frozen in time. So it would make sense that Halcyon's frozen in time too. The second side of that is Halcyon goes back to High Republic, is the farthest we've traced it back on the timeline. Like It exists Ooh. during the High Republic. They yeah, it's an it. old Corellian. So if they were ever to update batu to a different time period or go back in time or something, halcyon would receive the same exact treatment.
2: Interesting.
1: Are we anywhere near that? No. no. I will most likely be in my 50s at the earliest if they ever pulled something like that. But both both locations are essentially evergreen on the Star Wars timeline. Yeah. <clears throat> so if they did want to update it at some point, they could and every if huh. you think about it everything except the millennium falcon could be explained and i guarantee you they could probably explain
2: away the millennium falcon being at batu um ooh no that would be well uh, okay so remember the millennium falcon is in the state that it's in because it launched its um because like those those corellian star cruisers they or the freighters they have that one pod that, that the transport pod in the middle and they fired that off on rogue 1 or not Rogue One and Solo, and then it never came back, and so right. that's why the Millennium Falcon has those two prongs that sit on the front because it's actually a holding bay for the right. a smaller transport, um, right? And I mean they think could they would modify have to, like, that, fit it and shit.
1: Again, we're like I, I don't see it even happening in my lifetime. To be yeah, honest. this is
2: us just we're theory crafting right now. Yeah,
1: like because they'd have to change both rides. Yeah, you of know, And the, we're assuming they're not going to add any rides. Bullshit. They're totally going to add at least two <laughs> rides in the next ten years. Um. You know, uh, that would be my assumption. So, cause there's, if you look at the map on satellite, there's still room to build out behind rise of resistance. Oh, sure. So between rise of resistance and where the millennium Falcon is, you know, that dead zone where like the bathrooms next to the, um, next to the market. I love that bathroom, but you know, you know I what I'm talking know. about? There's that yeah. area that just stops. There's land yeah. behind that. Uh huh. So they have room to extend it out, which obviously was always the plan. I don't know about LA. Like I've never looked at LA. It's but,
2: small. I don't think they've got a lot of room left.
1: So, um, you know, there's room to extend it out in in Florida, at least. And who knows? So we'll see. But yeah, that's my that's my answer. The other side of it would be no, they only want you to experience it once and maybe then like be like, I want to bring my friend. I want to bring my spouse. I want to bring my kids. I want to do that like years later. That's the vibe that I'm getting to. And that is that is essentially associated with the price tag as well, because you don't put a price tag on something like that that you want people to go to constantly. Now, here here is and I'm again, I'm playing devil's advocate on this. I'm not really taking a side as far as the price tag goes. Tim and I are coming also from a vantage point of Disney where we can get up and go whenever we want to
2: yeah we have annual passes
1: we don't have annual passes it doesn't matter you can always show up with your florida residency and get a four-day pass for dirt ass cheap or you can buy your annual pass like it is easy for us to go to disney it is easy for us to plan a weekend it is easy for us to go so we look at everything at disney from that lens of how easy it is to go to disney so this is a bit jarring both from a price point standpoint uh because i can get i can spend you know five days in disney and not spend that you know, with meals and everything included. Right. Uh, So it is a bit jarring from that standpoint. But for people that are are making the trek, you know, they come to Florida to spend 10 or 20 grand. Yeah. So if they're going to spend five, six grand on this part of their experience and then another five to 10 grand on the rest of their week, because people come, they stay, I I people from the UK stay for a month sometimes. Right. You know? So, If you look at it from that standpoint, it's not as crazy. But for us, it's like, whoa, hold up. Yeah. So um, that would be my answer on why it's stuck in time. But I don't I don't see it changing, at least within a decade. And I will probably go on it more than once, Tim, for this reason, because I'm probably going to go with like you and Ben and then sure. years from now when my entire family is old enough to enjoy it i will probably take all of them
2: yeah i agree like kyler is way too too young for me to justify taking I will, him i would there's love to no take way.
1: hunter i saw like how many hunter
2: would i think hunter would enjoy it because let's use the uh the, so you get two there's two interactive activities that you're guaranteed to do on the right. Halcyon Starcruise. You're allowed to, you, you are guaranteed to do the lightsaber training, which is 30 minutes long. And then you're allowed to do the bridge training, which is 30 minutes long. And so one of the TikTokers that I was watching, she was equating that to like any type of like Dave and Buster's experience. Um, And so like, but even then like that's very much so. She said it's a lot like going, yeah, like to Dave and Buster's and just doing like one of those like big video game experiences. Sure. Um, And that's, and I even told you that Kevin, I, when we saw videos, I was like, this just looks like a big video game. And I think that's cool, but, Hunter would enjoy that. I don't know how much. Like, I would like. Oh, this is cool, and then would do him like. All right, I'm done. Here you go. You could have a shot. So, like for me personally, again, this showcases the. Let's go back to Freddie prince Jr. uh Star Wars is meant for kids, and and they do a great job of of showing that with these like these interactive experiences. They're they're definitely designed for like your younger audience.
1: Yeah, I I I agree, and you know it's definitely a family activity. I saw one yes um one journalist who brought her kids and when it was
2: over her kids were literally like in tears tim like sure. both of them that oh they my had God. to leave dude i had a I I got choked up when i saw the the, the uh, millennium falcon for the first time i uh, get everyone it. does everyone yeah. does there's, I get that. there's
1: tiktoks of grown men rounding the corner and like weeping <laughs> yeah
2: i just i just went oh, you oh know, yeah it, no, just, like, first, it hits
1: you i saw it at night the first time and oh, like I'm sure that was awesome a lump hit my throat I was was like i need i need a second danielle Uh and she was just rubbing my back and she was like this is like your dream come true isn't it i was like i just give me one minute that's all (laughs) and i just stared at it and i was like it's right there um so uh i mean yeah essentially star wars is for kids it doesn't mean you can't enjoy this as an adult no 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 and again if tim and i
2: went with ben we would come back like oh we are
1: yeah we'd have the time of our lives we'd
2: larp we'd get dressed up we'd spend stupid amounts of money and you know we'd have
1: a good time the problem is the price point that is the big kicker and that's hard to do that but you know there's droids rolling around you can interact with the actors and actresses you can interact with in costume like uh, you were saying that you know your takeaway from a lot of tiktok videos was that the more you went explored and interacted the more you got
2: out of the experience right right yeah so that's that's the biggest thing so again the same tiktoker that was giving me kind of like the the price breakdown she did a really good job of breaking down on the prices she's like she's like people are complaining about prices and here you go and i think she did a really good job of itemizing everything and saying like this is what it actually costs for like a normal guest and this is like what you get for doing the House star cruiser so like if you were to go as like a normal guest and just stay at disney parks and do all the food and everything it'd come out to be like I think she 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 calculated it without taking taxes and stuff into into account. It was like fifty four hundred dollars, and when she, when if you do the Halcyon Star Cruiser route, you end up spending like forty six or forty eight hundred dollars. So you you save like four to five hundred dollars going that route, but like you are you aren't experiencing Disney at its whole. You're experiencing Disney through a micro lens that is through Star Wars. Um, so you are getting a very much so hyper focused Star Wars experience. For the $4,800 and then you're also, instead of getting the full Disney experience. So I like, again, I think that was interesting. She also explained that she was like, Hey, I'm really introverted, but I tried to go out and talk with like the cast and like interact with, with more people. And, and she said that she enjoyed that way more than if she would have just kind of like kept to herself. So I think there's a part of it where you really do have to treat it like a, a cruise In the sense of like, you get more out of a cruise when you go. If you like any of any like now, if you go out on a boat in the ocean, you get a lot more out of that cruise. If you do all the events, if you go to the sit-down dinners and you talk with people that are also going through the cruise as well, you can make lifelong friends um, on a cruise. And so I think that's like that idea still carries across. Like Disney, Disney does cruises very, very well. Disney cruises are some of the most highly, highest-rated cruises in the world. And I think they they took that experience and put it on land and they Star Wars Star Wars a fight it. Because they didn't want to just take one of their Disney cruise liners and turn it into a Star Cru- into a a uh, Star Wars cruise. But let's take that and keep it on land and have it way more controlled and really give them that like that true experience. Um, that would be as Star Wars as you could get it. And I think they've done overall like a pretty good job. Like the stuff that I've seen, it's impressive. But then if we also go to the cons, like. I've seen a lot of people say how the star cruiser feels very much so sterile in that it feels very medical and that it feels plastic. And those are some of the first kind of like descriptors that came to my mind when I saw that. I was like, this looks, this looks plastic. I was like This looks like I'm in a doctor's office. Um, hear, hear me out But on then this. when you go back and you look at star Wars, they did a really good job of replicating the same vibes and feels that George Lucas came up with in the original uh, creations of the interiors of futuristic starships. And that was kind of the vibe. If you go back to the late seventies, early eighties, that is what the vibe of what future space, even though this is a galaxy far, far away in a, in a, a long, long time ago, it's still future. Um, it's still sci-fi. And like, that was the vibe. If you go back and watch cinematically, that's where a lot of sci-fi uh, spaceship travel went as far as like aesthetics So that was also very interesting that they are still trying to keep true to that, even if it isn't as visually appealing.
1: One of the reasons that Disney bought Star Wars is because Star Wars, um, especially the clean part of Star Wars, was a great representation of Walt Disney's vision of the future.
2: Yes, very much so. One of the
1: reasons the backlash happened when they put Alien Encounter in and why they lost the deal with Fox to actually make that alien the IP Mm -hmm. encounter was because the Imagineers revolted and basically were like, Walt wouldn't do this
2: because it didn't make sense in Tomorrowland cuz to- World of Tomorrow was supposed yeah, was to showcase all the cleanliness and how clean and how the how, fair how, how how perfect the world was going to be
1: right so that's that's partially the reason you know the imagineers had to do that one of the things too by the way you need to answer Lu on Twitter uh I- chi he just said, I have this weird fantasy of retiring and just making Star Wars TikToks all day. I figured you'd want to hop on that train. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Simo's- I got to show him my, I got to show him my gen clip. SEMA's going to be on the podcast. Watch. Um, so, uh, so let's, let's talk about the rooms. Cause this is a perfect transition to the rooms. Sure. So the rooms, I saw so many mixed reactions on the one hand, people are like this is star wars this is so cool the bunk da 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 da. on the other hand someone was like i paid five thousand dollars to be locked in a box you know yeah <laughs> so i feel like that's going to be personal preference and you're really going to have to research that before you go because you're going into an environment where you're not really going to see a real window for about a day and a half um and you do need to be cognizant of that because some people did not like that others probably i would be fine i could see my wife not having a good time with that um so really, look at the pictures, look at the videos, understand the room. It does look like, and this goes back to what you said about it looking a little on the cheap side. Yeah, Disney resorts do have a history of using cheap building materials to furnish them. Now there are exceptions to those rules, I was and gonna a say, lot of them sec, there's... are the newer stuff they've put yeah. in. You know, the Copper Creek lodges uh, or Copper Creek at Wilderness Lodge, uh, Grand Floridian obviously doesn't chintz out um you have uh, uh 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 the bungalows um at Polineision Yeah but you go to like
2: Art of Animation though and you're yeah. like ah oh, i get it But even, plastic. even like Beach Club Yeah Beach Club can be kind of rough. Yeah, Yacht Club Depending on what it depends on which rooms you
1: get though. The new rooms at Yacht Club are really nice. The old yeah. rooms at Yacht Club are, you know, the old rooms at Wilderness Lodge are not bad and they actually don't use cheap material. Oh, but material. there's
2: suites in Wilderness Lodge or are- awesome though. They're like their one bedroom suite. Oh the my Copper God. Creek ones, Dude, when you can get those for like, okay. So chat, it, we might sound really bougie right now talking about Disney resorts, but, um, I think Danielle's the same way, but my wife is, she loves to get deals. And so Amy, yeah. Amy finds uh, some of the, the best suites, like one bedroom suites for us, like $400 a night. Like she's, she's awesome. So yeah. So like, we also like to go Disney vacation uh, saving money. I mean, Tim. When I tried to stay
1: at, um, uh, when I stayed at, uh, what's the new at Riviera? Tim yeah. was going to join me, but because I got a deal, Tim came back and he was like, "It's like triple the price you no, paid." No, it's like, Kevin. "Sorry,
2: Kevin, and we'll go a different week." <laughs> so yeah,
1: you can get crazy deals there. Um, and I, you're not gonna see deals on this anytime soon. I would say probably next year they'll start offering it to to uh, residents uh, at a discount because this is gonna drop off. Like the people that are gonna pay five grand. The first four months are booked out. Cool. By next year, you're not going to have it completely booked out and you're going to need to start appealing to the locals to try and fill those gaps. So I guarantee you it'll be like 10, 20% off for locals. And maybe that's when we'll jump on it. Maybe we'll do it sooner. I don't really have an answer. One of the coolest things about this is there is a reactive AI in your room, D309
2: yeah dude you could talk to this guy whatever you want
1: yeah it's wild and and i mean this is the future in action uh imagineering knocked it out of the park with this part of it most people said that was one of the coolest parts of the trip was d309 could you know would, would answer your questions about the halcyon and all of this stuff completely fully immersed immersed so it wasn't like breaking character or anything uh and i found found that to be absolutely incredible so when i when i eventually go that will be, you know, top of mind uh, to, to mess with and, and, and play with. Um, cons. Yes. Again, they have you trapped in a box. and They try and get you to buy more shit.
2: Dude, they try to get you to buy so much stuff. And- Watching these TikTokers come out with like, they're like, so one thing that I think is really cool is that they were, a lot of them were very transparent of like what Disney gave them and what they bought with their own money. So Disney gave them the the stay the stay they they gave them the like the whole the whole bundle and then they also got to build uh a droid they got to do the droid building experience anything else they had to pay for themselves from is the vibe that I'm I'm seeing and so people have been like they they got robes they've got a house. Hal- so it, the the exclusive lightsaber that you get only on the Halcyon is not impressive not impressive at all Um, the robes are okay. Um, there's pins. There's mini. There's miniatures. There's all these things. But
1: online for much cheaper.
2: Yeah, but you like okay. But there's only like there's only certain types of robes that you can get on the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Am I saying that right? Is it Halcyon? Halcyon. Yeah. Okay. Good. I want to make sure I didn't want to end up with like a Trandoshan thing again. Um. So there's only like specific things you can you think get that on the Star like, Cruiser. You think that listener's might like, be. I really he, scarred them. Yeah, dude, he's immortalized <laughs> in the show now. So, you know, you're welcome, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, so I'm. I, it's it's cool. But like to Kevin's point, most of the stuff, like most of the cool Star Wars stuff, you, you can find that around the park. You can find it at Disney Springs. You can find that at any of the Star Wars Uh, Most of the Star Wars stores around any of the parks and then the stuff that's like really specific to Batuu, you'll find in Batuu, but I don't, I really don't think anything that I've seen from the Halcyon Cruiser marketplace or like whatever they're calling it, whatever their item store is uh, in the, in the, the, the resorts. It's just not impressive to me. I just don't like I, one, I hate exclusivities like that. (laughs) I really, I find that frustrating. I get it. Like, you know, uh, uh, cruise ships do the exact same thing. I know you get like specific things for going on that on that specific journey, but still, it just it it feels again. We're going back to the whole Disney microtransaction model, and it's just like, hey, you're gonna pay for this thing, and then guess what? We've got more stuff for you to buy. So it's just kind of like eh.
1: here. <sighs> most of the stuff for me can get outside of disney and it's usually better for instance there's a lightsaber that's exclusive to halcyon that you have to buy there at this point you know i love the lightsaber experience i want each of my children to experience it to have you know i'll probably take my son back when he's in his teens so he can experience it as you know somewhat of an adult uh rather than a child but um I would probably buy Neo NeoPixel or something along those lines from the from here on out. Like if I was decorating my office or you know uh, rebuilding um, uh, what used to be my studio into you know a new functional space for that, I want to put sure. lightsabers up there. I would be more inclined to buy from NeoPixel because they're sturdy. Yeah, they're more expensive, but they're sturdy. They're brighter. All of the things that you could do. So there's a lot of stuff that Disney sells that's just it, frankly it's just crap. Um, and you could get elsewhere. So um, it's definitely the people trap set by a mouse uh, when you're in there. And, you know, the urge to buy certain things probably can't overcome. You know, we talked about that journal last year that was uh, hidden in Disney, the Sith one. Yeah, it's so cool. Just stuff like that, that. That's cool. But, you know, they definitely have a ton of stuff that's just garbage that, you know, you're you're going to end up. Not wanting to spend money on, but you might end up doing it because you're caught in the heat of the moment. Um, but overall, I would say this. Do Tim and I want to go? Yep. Sure. Oh, yeah. The price tag, eh. that's a bit of a deterrent.
2: Yeah, and, like, so if you want to go to Disney to experience Batu and spend a whole day there, like, doing it on the Halcyon Star Cruiser is not it. Um, You only no. get a quarter. I think you get, like, yeah, they, they said it would be, like, a quarter of the day is, like, is the way that they broke it down. So it seems like they get, like, four-ish, five-ish hours to get to do you get to you get they give you enough time to ride the two rides because they give you the two lightning lanes for Smuggler's Run and for Rise of the Resistance, which honestly you should take advantage of. To if I'm yeah, being completely so honest, most definitely. That's yeah. You, so so you, they they give you enough time. It seemed like to ride those rides to do the droid building experience, and then that's it. You also get to go to Ogus Cantina. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But then you well, also, I haven't even gotten in there. But then yet. you also have the exclusive um uh bar that's in the star cruiser too. So like you probably, and then you also get like the drinks that are exclusive in there as well.
1: It's, and you know, people are like star Wars hotel, star Wars hotel. This is not a hotel. This is a LARP experience.
2: It's a, it's a cruise. It's a cruise. It's a cruise ship that doesn't move. It is a static cruise ship with all of the environmental effects to make you think that you're in space. It's, it's, what are you talking about? It's rocking through space. They took the, the technology from rise of the resistance and slapped it into a into a resort. If
1: my and then they made a restaurant for it uh, at Epcot as well. That has nothing to do with Star Wars. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> the Space uh, Twenty Whatever Restaurant. I haven't been in makes, there yet. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, it's over by Guardians of the Galaxy, and it, oh. it simulates you going up this tube away from Earth, and then when you get to the top, quote unquote, um, you go into the restaurant. And you're eating in like this space oh, station, looking Earth. Yeah, essentially. That's sick. Um, most people said it again, another overpriced situation. Probably, yeah. Um, so it's a LARP experience. It's not really a hotel. Um, you know, the, the idea of a Disney hotel is, is not this, this is a completely separate thing. Again, the price tag is the big hang up. Will we go? Yeah. We'll eventually make our way there and do it and, you know, bite the bullet at some point, but the price tag is, is definitely at the turn up front of why we haven't been there yet and why we haven't booked a trip yet. So Tim and I will go, we'll take Ben. Um and and you know we'll we'll do the whole thing. Uh, I don't know how much you're allowed to film in there from what I've seen. Like they were people. I, seems so like- I
2: keep on getting the same videos over and over again. I keep on getting the the Ray coming out with the lightsaber, which is by far the most. Je- I really hope they refine the, the the that that whole transition of her coming out with the with the lightsaber that extends and then picking up her actual fighting lightsaber. Because every single iteration of that I've seen, it's like. She she comes out and she's like your fights with me and then her lightsaber extends and then after it extends she bent she she leans down because I guess there's like a a blaster bolt or something that flies and you see her pick up the the actual dueling lightsaber to then fight with 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 uh, Kylo and I just thought that was like this it definitely feels like a cruise ship performance and so like I I hope for me personally like I I. I hope they kind of like start to ramp up that that level of stuff. Because again, to that point, Kevin, where it's like that seemed really attractive for like a smaller person. But as an adult, I was watching that and I was like, huh, I wonder if this is better if it's in person. Because for watching it from a video, like that's the one thing that I don't always like about watching reviews of things like this from someone else's perspective. Is that I won't be able to appreciate it as much. Because I've done things where I've watched reviews and then went and did it myself. And I was like, this is so much better. So... Yeah, That's why I'm, try- I'm trying so hard to keep an open mind, but when I keep on seeing all of these reviews in my Star Wars TikTok algorithm and TikTok, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard not to continuously like film, like form this idea of what I'm going to experience without going and doing it myself. We're gonna go and do it
1: ourselves at some point. Now is just not the right time, oh, uh, but I will. I will book it for the three of us S- at some point because we we have to do it. Um, and I'm interested in how much we could share for like vlog and our experience and stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it's time But for this episode of Star Wars and Scotch We are going to uh, uh, Put it to, to rest Make sure you head over to kingscoastcoffee.com uh, And gcxevent.com slash tickets Like I said, like we keep saying Star Wars is going to have a presence uh, Again this year uh, Our Star Wars panel that we did in 2019 uh, was, was so popular And then we did it again last year for the virtual event And again, uh, it was popular And maybe some of those same people will be joining us In Orlando this year, so You should come on down, hang out, and be a part of the fun. Uh, For this week's episode, Tim, can I end it a little bit different?
2: Yeah, please. So, are you okay with that? Yeah, go for it. Kevin Kevin didn't tell me about this, so I'm very intrigued. How are you ending this? How am I ending it? I'm just going to say Slava Ukraine.